Hey everyone, this is Gary Kay, and welcome to another pre-Infocom edition of my Rants and Rays video cast. As we count down to Infocom, we're telling you some of the special things that Avix is doing in and around the show to prepare for the show, but also live at the show. And today is no different. We're joined today with Rebecca Sullins, who is a senior design engineer at AmpThink. Rebecca, first off, congratulations on the new role at AmpThink. Uh, I don't think you. a lot of people have heard of this company, so tell them a Tell us a little bit about what you're doing for them. They haven't um, because they're relatively new in the AV space, but that's the point. They've, um, they come from a cabling and low voltage background um, and have always done large projects, but they really want to approach um, technology with a more holistic idea. And so they're getting into AV so that everything can theoretically work together. The IT, the AV, um, <clears throat> excuse me, everything. And I think that that's honestly a really great idea. And you're going to head it up for them, which is going to make it successful for sure. Um, your reputation precedes you. And I think there's a reason why they hired you. Uh, anyone that I can talk to with a plotter behind them knows what they're talking <laughs> about when it comes to designing systems. And in fact, you'll be actually doing a session at Infocom called Designing Audio Systems with High Intelligibility. That's an yes. interesting point because there's a big difference between hearing somebody and understanding them. There is. And my degree in my education is classically in live audio uh, sound design. I, I went to the North Carolina School of the Arts, very live theatrical um, uh, sort of background. I, mm -hmm. I learned how to calculate, uh, you know, DB and, and fall off on, on a uh, slide rule. Like that's how old school sort of audio uh, I come from. Yeah. And I think that part of what I'm seeing in the industry today is so many people focus on the technology. Um, they think that they can fix any problem with the right DSP setting or the right, yeah. you know, microphone or whatever. And while those tools are important, they are fundamentally just tools. Um, you know, and you can't, you can't expect a drill to be able to hammer in your nail. You need to understand what you're working with. I've used first. a drill to hammer a nail though. It does work. Okay. I have too, but you're not <laughs> supposed to, uh, and you know that. <laughs> I know, but I just wanted to throw that in there. I think we've all done that before. I've of used course my we have. That's why, case. I mean, that's why they have the nice heavy do. batteries, right? That's right. That's yeah. right. Um, but what what my uh, out my big course is going to focus on is getting back to sort of the fundamentals, how yeah. audio works, how your body understands it, how it processes it, et cetera, so that you know what you're working with when you go into the system design portion of it. And the, and the truth of the matter is the audio is the emotional side of sort of everything that we watch. And without good audio, you have all sorts of other problems. And we've all been in venues with bad audio. Uh, sure. All, and, and the truth is the acoustical properties change based on who's there, where they're sitting, and also where the sound is coming from. So there's a lot of intricacies. Um, I'm excited to hear that you can't that you went to school at the the North Carolina Museum of, or the North Carolina School of the Arts because it is a great school and I think it's a, it's a, it's a good example of of sort of how um, education in the in that level right that there's an alternative mm -hmm. to going through educational process to learning some of this technical stuff and I think it'd be good for us to do a session uh, a video cast or a podcast on on just that school and sort of what you can get out of that because we don't have a lot of paths and the school of arts does provide you one of those paths 
Um, and, and there are few in our industry. So that's a separate subject. And obviously in doing what you're doing, you've become an expert at live events and live um, you know, performances. And you're going to do a session on intro to live uh, systems design for performance spaces or live streaming system design for sport, which is important because everyone is pushing their content outside the venue now as an advertising medium to, to market mm -hmm. what they're doing, but also uh, to, for accommodations, right? To be able to accommodate yeah. anyone who, who may not be able to attend in person. Yeah. And of course, you know, uh, this has been up and coming for a decade, two decades, if you really want to stretch it that far back. Um, but the technology really kind of had to get a big leap forward during yeah. COVID, of course, right? Um, a company that I used to work for was instrumental in doing live concerts, and they came up with whole new software and, and, and whatever to get that content to the user. Now, the issue, of course, with anything streaming is there's only so much of it that you can control. You right. cannot control what kind of headphones or crappy desktop speaker, somebody is listening to your stream on. So the only things you can control are your input and your mechanism to get that digital stream out to the web, right? right. So if you have, you know, uh, I'm, I, I'll try not to cuss any more on your podcast, but you know, cra <laughs> crap in, crap out. Right. If you don't have a good system design that is designed to get the acoustics into that space well, um, then you're going to have bad on the output, right? You're just going to have bad fidelity, bad intelligibility. And this sort of goes back to my first class that I was talking about, about how humans work, is so much of how we process audio happens with their actual bodies live in the space. We right. can sense, you, you know, uh, they always teach you that you have five senses. You actually have something like 18 because you can close your eyes and sense how large a room is based on what you're hearing. Yeah, that okay. is actually, it's part of your sense of hearing, but it's also part of your sense of equilibrium, right? Um, there are so many things that your body processes when you hear audio live in a space and you lose it on a stream. That's why everything sounds so different, even if you have the very best equipment and the very best design and the very best network and everything. It's always going to sound different because your body processes differently. So you have to start with a really good input to get the best on the other end. Yeah. And, and as you said, garbage in, garbage out. Uh, and so what we want to do is try to start with the best possible signal. I, it's interesting. I one time met um, John Williams years and years mm -hmm. and years ago, and he said he can listen to recordings and tell you which instruments are missing uh, yeah. because the frequency can't handle all these instruments, all the frequencies of the instrument. So uh, especially in digital, right? Because we're not actually yeah. doing this. We're actually doing this to get the signal there. Uh, and I, I, this is awesome because, you know, it, our industry is AV and audio gets lost because video gets the glitz and the glam, but audio is more profitable than and video. more important. Yeah. I mean, can, you can, you can always have a meeting with audio, but you can't always have exactly. a meeting. Without, sorry. You can always have a meeting without video, but you can't always have it without audio. You got to Exactly. And um, I mean, when you're thinking about, uh, just really quickly, if you ask anybody yeah. in the world, if they watch TV, if they can watch TV, without paying attention to it and just listening to it and know what's going on. Yeah. Or if they watch it with the subtitle or with no subtitles and no audio, they don't know what's going on. The right. audio is always more important for informational processing, but because it is the longer running technology and we've gotten better at it and used to it, it's no yeah. longer glitzy and flashy. It's, and it's more of a science. It is truly more of exactly. a science and that's why you exist. It's important to understand that there's, but there's also an opportunity. I mean, you, you know, you, Acoustics and audio come hand in hand, but they also have to be handled differently, right? You have to, you have to handle them differently. And because of that, 
you'll actually be giving a live show floor tour at Infocom that you can actually join. Rebecca will lead you on a tour of all the audio companies that she sees are important right now that she can handle it during the tour. Obviously there's a few hundred companies out there, but you'll do the yeah, best. We only get 90 minutes. So <laughs> yeah, and so, but you, that 90 minutes is good. And you're going to cover not just the gear, but you're also going to cover the technology and the acoustical side of things as well, which I think is going to be interesting because there's a lot out there. Um, and uh, can you give us a sneak preview of maybe two or three? I mean, obviously I'm guessing you're going to stop at Shure because we're both using Shure mics. We are. Uh, yes, indeed. I, um, I keep trying to get them to sponsor me, but they've yet to call me back. Oh, come, um, on, come on, sure. But yeah, no, we're definitely going to shore uh, just because they always have really good, um, you know, new products mm -hmm. uh, in the conferencing realm, especially. But some of the technology that I'm interested in is um, obviously tech audio technology is not as fast moving as like video technology. Yeah. Nobody's invented the LED, you know, for audio in 10 years. Sure. But what we're, where we are seeing a whole lot of technological advances is in the wireless frequencies, um, stuff like that, because we have to cram more into less. Yeah. And some of that technology is progressing, which makes it so much easier to do your wireless microphones and all of that kind of stuff, which make live events so much better. What about networking uh, audio too? Because now we have the ability to literally deploy distributed audio everywhere and then control every single output point or each uh, each uh, speaker. Oh, of course. We are absolutely going to a couple of booths that have new um, audio networking products. And the protocols themselves are, um, you know, they're advancing, but we all know the ones that are out there, yeah. uh, Dante and ABB and yada, yada, yada. So those are kind of stagnant at this point. Now what's going on is how people are using them and integrating them more easily into products so that you don't have to go in and set up every single right. ceiling speaker with a Dante flow and yada, yada, yada. Right. right. And so that is some very interesting sort of... Um, user control technology that's coming out. Well, um, first off, I hope that people connect with Rebecca. Her last name is spelled S-U-L-L-I-N-S. -L you can find her on LinkedIn. In fact, I'll link her name in the description. Everywhere you're watching this, you'll see her name linked. Uh, connect with her on LinkedIn. Um, this, the, each of those session descriptions are also linked so that you can sign up for them as well as the tour, mm -hmm. register for the tour. Um, we've got a lot more to cover with regard to Infocom. 2023. In the meantime, you can check out all of our coverage at raypubs.com slash infocom. Rebecca, thank you very much for joining me. Uh, a fellow Thank you Tar so much Heel. for, uh, yes, I am. Go UNC. <laughs> and uh, thanks for uh, taking the time. Everyone, thanks for watching. Have a great day. Thanks, Gary.